Women Taking the Lead, Episode 127. I think the best thing for me is having a person have their book arrive at their home or office and have them hold it in their hands. And I literally feel the same thrill that they do when that happens. Because, you know, like I said, people are like, I can't believe I did this. I can't believe this is mine, you know. And it's so so thrilling for me. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentl.com forward slash recognize to reserve your spot in our upcoming webinar on how to be recognized and rewarded for the work you do. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I'm here with Suzanne Doyle Ingram, who is a best-selling author of seven books, and she has written or co-written a total of 13 books. She has also helped over 100 business professionals get published by bringing together the collaborative efforts of experts in various fields that contribute to one book on a specific topic. Suzanne has had tremendous success with this model. In addition, she also coaches and trains individuals and existing authors on how to write and publish a book and how to use that book as leverage to increase your visibility, open doors for speaking engagements, grow your brand and business, and much more. She lives on the west coast of Canada with her husband, James, and three kids ages 9, 12, and 14. My goodness, Suzanne, they must keep you busy. (laughs) And that's just a little overview for everyone, but tell us more about you and your own humble beginnings. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yes, it's been a wild ride, I tell you. My career has been very interesting. And it's funny how when you first start out, you never know really where you're going to end up. So where I am now, I love, I just love what I do, but I couldn't have imagined it. Um, Years ago, I started out um, working for a marketing company and then that company got sold. And so I quickly started my own firm and I, I really didn't want to start my own firm. I really wanted to just sort of stay safe and play small and, and just have a job, a J-O-B, you know, and um, I was so afraid and I did it anyways. And I worked really, really, really hard. I worked about 12 hours a day, um, which is something I always say to people, you know, you cannot build a company on two hours a day or it will take a really long time. So you got to put in the hours. I worked really, really hard. And then, um, you know, even though I am Canadian, I had most of my clients were American and we, we had these big organizations that we had contracts with. We were doing their marketing for them. Everything was great. And then one day I just, I lost it all. I, I had a person that was working for me that I had, you know, I had done everything for him. I had helped him move to a new uh, country. I helped him with everything. I did everything for him. I lent him money, like all the things you should not be doing as an employer. I did everything. And he took all of our top clients and left and started his own company. And it was absolutely shocking and absolutely devastating. And it took me, you know what? I was able Uh, there's two things that happen when that happens. One is the reality of, you know, I need to make some money right now. The other one is, I can't believe this happened. And then the stories that circulate in your mind literally for a couple of years that were like, what if someone else betrays me like that? What am I going to do? And so that was something that, um, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to, you know, being betrayed and, and being really, really afraid, you know, 
how am I going to make my next dollar, you know? And what I learned was um, I had been, I put quotes around this, too nice, a little bit too nice, you know? I was I was kind of trying to lead by being best friends with everyone and I wanted everyone to like me. And my, my biggest lesson was, you know, um, you can definitely lead with kindness, but you have to let them know you own the company. I mean, it can be a team, but bottom line is if you own your company and you're, you're a leader, you know, you need to really be in charge. Wow. What a, what an awakening and what a journey. Oh my gosh. It was terrible. Oh, I can only imagine and can only imagine the business person you are today because of it and the leader you are today because of it. Because one thing I want to point out, Suzanne, that was so brilliant um, and intuitive on your part is you actually thought and reflected on who you would become if you allowed this event to control how you interacted with people going forward, yes, right? If you never allowed yourself to trust people going forward. And I think you saw that that would have detrimental effects. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, I feel, I mean, I use my intuition a lot. I can, I get a feeling if I want to uh, work with someone or not, but you know, I, I've never had a partner since then. Uh, not, I didn't have one then, but I always feel like, you know, I'll do projects with people and joint ventures, but there's always a clear, <laughs> a clear mm-hmm. uh, um, communication about how it's going to work. Um, mm-hmm. So it, ha- it has, it made me more careful, but, um, but I also realized that what that person did to me wasn't a reflection of who I was. So I didn't beat my, I didn't, I, I learned not to beat myself up over, you mm-hmm. know, oh, that happened because I was like this or I was like that. No, he was a bad person, <laughs> you know? Right. So. That was unacceptable. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and it happens in business all the time. Yes. Yeah. And then you learn to trust your instincts, mm-hmm. pay attention to red flags and also set boundaries. Mm-hmm. Around Absolutely. what you're willing to give. So that's really great. So Suzanne, you've clearly had success in your life more than once, right? Because yes. you came you came Stay back, back. <laughs> and you've definitely gained confidence and, and new ways of doing business out of those experiences. But take us back to a time when you were playing small. And this could have been before you started your business or afterwards, because I know for some people, like playing small is always like the next thing and the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um but you may not have been aware of it at the time. Share with us the story and the lessons you've learned. Oh, that's a really good question. Yeah, it's funny how women do that all the time. And um, I think a good example of me playing small was um, really not knowing my value and the value of what I can do. And I went through a phase where um, when you know I, I wasn't working in the, in the marketing company anymore, but I was doing my own books and helping other people with books. And I had someone come to me and asked me to help them create an online course. And I have an, I have several online courses. I have an online course with 600 students in it. So I, I, to me, it's just like easy. Right. So I said, Oh sure. Yeah, I can do that. And, um, we had a, uh, a verbal agreement, nothing in writing, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Uh, and I can't believe how, many hours and hours and hours and hours I spent creating this course for her. I shot all the videos. Uh, It was about 20 lessons. I set it all up online. 
Um, and I never, ever made a single cent off of it. I never got paid. And what I realized was, first of all, just because you can do something when someone asks you, you don't have to. Now my business is very, very specific. I just help people write books. That's all I do. And even if you want to ask me about Facebook advertising or, you know, LinkedIn or something else, I know all those things, but I will not do it because, that's not what I do. And my business has really blossomed and grown because now I'm very specific about what I do. But, but the, but the getting back to playing small, I didn't really believe that I could charge for it. Like creating this course for this person. I kind of thought, well, you know, I felt like she might not believe that it's going to be really good. And so I, my, my, my idea was I'll create this whole thing for you and then I'll take a cut. But what, what that put me in a position of doing is doing all of the work, which other people literally charge thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to do, and then hoping and praying that I might make some money one day. And I learned a really valuable lesson there. You know, first of all, it's okay to say no to people. And sometimes they're shocked because they come to you and they think, I mean, I still have people come to me all the time that say, I have had the most amazing life story and I'd like you to um, help me with this book and publish it for me. And, you know, I don't have any money, but you'll make tons of money later because people are probably going to want to make it into a movie. (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, now I realize, no, I mean, as a woman in business, you have to charge money for your services and you can't just hope, you know, run your business on hope that you might get paid later. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and having boundaries around what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do. I think I think that's becoming a theme now is yes. you know, setting boundaries as, so that and I think the thing is is like around writing books and helping people to, you know, g- having people go through your system, you have a whole business model around that. Mm-hmm. These other areas you're good at them, but you don't have a business model built around them. Absolutely. And what I'm hearing from your story is you had a lot of time oh, <laughs> invested yeah. in this other person. And that's where we can get drawn in, into going down all these rabbit holes because we do want to help people. We want to yes. be helpful, yes. you know, but I know somebody who's an expert in their field, but they don't do private coaching anymore just because it's like not good use of their time. Mm-hmm right? They have great communities, they have great group programs. But if somebody wants private coaching, they outsource that to somebody else. And they just got really clear that I can make a bigger difference and do more by working at this level. If I get drawn into doing private coaching, then it hobbles me. Mm, Yeah. But then on the flip side, I know people who are like, I don't enjoy big groups. I like the one to one interaction. That's where I shine. That's where I provide the most value. So it's important for everyone to understand where they bring the most value. Does it suit where they're going in terms of their goals and their mission? And do that. And don't worry about how it looks to other people. Do what's right for you. Absolutely. And I find that when you're really clear on what you want and what your business model looks like, then when an opportunity comes your way, it's very easy for you to go, does this match? Nope. Sorry. Can't do it. You know? Right. Or yes, it's a clear yes or no. It's so easy. So easy. As soon as you get that clear in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be clear in your mind. And then the yes and the no is so simple. What I find too is a lot of times the areas where I'll say no, where I didn't really want to say no was when I I wasn't very clear on what I wanted. Mm -hmm. You know, so I just allowed myself to be swayed and influenced. Yeah. 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 Now, Suzanne, share with us a time in your journey when you had a wake-up call 
Take us back to that moment and share with us the steps you took that led to your success. So when I first started my online program, uh, the expert author program, I had um, several students and, you know, I still have that program now. It's all online. And um, in this particular, uh, the first rendition of it, it was like a weekly um, phone call. And I coached everybody through, you know, how to get clear on what you want your book to be about and how to write an outline and, you know, your million dollar gift, which I believe is something that everyone has about, you know, what kind of transformation your clients have as a result of working with you. And that's got to go in your book. And so I remember having this one woman in my course, and you know, sometimes people don't finish their book. They take the course, but they don't finish the book. And that's why I do, I have to say, I love private coaching because I take on a very small number of private clients um, at a time and uh, and I make sure that they write their book. But anyway, mm-hmm. so this one particular woman, uh, her name is Sherry Scott. She's an architect in Ohio. And I remember she wrote her book. She went through my program. She wrote the book. I published it for her. And she sent me an email um, that said, Suzanne, I just wanted to let you know, I wanted, she forwarded me an email from one of her clients and it said that, you know, you know, dear Sherry, thank you so much for coming over last night and presenting information about your, um, your work. And my husband and I have decided to hire you as our architect. And we, we read your whole book last night and we loved it. And she said to me, she said, you know what, Suzanne, every single time I've given my book to a prospect, they've hired me 100% of the time. And I was so happy and I thought, oh, that's so great. But in the meantime, I kept thinking I, I needed more proof. I needed more case studies. I needed more um, more uh, situations where I, proof, basically, that I could say to people, look, this works. I know how to teach people how to write books. And finally, that's when the light bulb moment went off. I went, I have enough, you know, I have enough proof. I have enough clients that I've worked with that um, that it's worked for that have said, this is the greatest thing I ever did for my business. Writing a book and becoming a published author is the best way to position yourself as an authority. And so that's when I raised my rates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's perfect. Because I'm sure even before her, you had people who, who were saying that. Yes. I wrote my book and did it. But sometimes, you know, we're human beings. We We need to hear things over and over and over again until it finally clicks and we go, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. This absolutely, I knew it worked, yeah. but this absolutely yeah. works. And, or you think maybe it was a fluke, you know, or, oh, well, I helped this one person, but, you know, maybe she's just a natural writer, you know, oh, and I helped this other person, but no, you know, I, I don't know what it was. And finally it just clicked and the light bulb went off and I went, I'm actually really, really good at what I do. Like I can help pretty much anyone write a book. And I got really excited about it because I, I really started owning it, you know, I got really mm-hmm. confident and really, you know, no more doubt, no more self-doubt, no more searching around for proof. I know what I'm talking about. I love that. And you know what? In my own experience and in my client's experience, I know moments like that are followed up by massive action. Yes. Like all of a sudden you have all these ideas of how you can take this idea or this, you know, realization and put it out in the world. Mm-hmm. And it gets, Love it. and it makes your business so much easier in so many ways, because even now when I'm talking to someone about coming into, you know, you mentioned in the intro, the multi-author books that I do, I only have 15 spots in a book. So if I'm talking to someone and they don't really quite understand the value of it, then I just go, okay, it's not for you next. <laughs> you know? And right, it's not like, right. oh, I couldn't sell them. Oh no. You know, it's nothing like that at all. I just think, you know, this is an opportunity that they're not interested in. So let's move on. Right. Right. Cause you want them to be the perfect fit or, you know, yeah. like, 
perfect in air quotes, you know, like the right person for this book. And if they don't get the concept, then they're just not the right person. Mm -hmm. And they're not a wrong person, just not the right person for this book. Right. Exactly. And maybe sometimes it's just not the right time for them. Right. Yeah, that is very true. Mm -hmm. And Suzanne, what I want everyone to get is there's no one way to lead. I think sometimes we get off track and we get all confused when we're trying to model ourselves after um, somebody who in our eyes is a good leader or a great leader, but they don't match our personality, (laughs) you know, our style, our strengths. So they lead differently than how we would naturally lead. And I think sometimes we make a judgment on ourselves about that. And so what I want everyone to get is there is no one right way to lead. We're all different. We're all going to lead differently. So Suzanne, how would you describe your leadership style? Well, I have a client who described my leadership style, which I think is really interesting. And when she first said this, I was, I was a little bit taken aback, like, really? She said, Suzanne is a coach, a best friend and a mom all rolled into one. And I went, oh, that's interesting because she's older than me. How could I be a mom to her? I mean, I thought, I thought that was really actually beautiful that she described me like that because I, when I'm on my group coaching calls, especially, um, I really, you know, these are people who maybe couldn't afford to pay a little bit extra, quite a bit extra for private coaching. So I have a group that meets every, twice, a, twice a month and, um, and I, I, the way I work with them is just really, I try to be nice and encourage them, but I also say, what are you going to have done by this Friday? You know, hello. Okay. When, well, when, when, oh, I think I'm going to do this. They say that, oh, I'm going to have that done by summer. Well, what exact date? Get out your calendar. Tell me the date, circle the date, tell me the time. And I'm really like, I'm really yeah. aggressive like that. But I'm also, I also say to them, you know, I believe in you. And I know that everything that you need to put in your book is already inside of you. Just, you just need to, to take a minute and think about what you want your reader to read in your book and what you want to share with them. And, you know, I'm really, I really help people to believe that they can do it. The people that I work with are typically not people who say, oh, I've wanted to write a book my whole life. They're people who say, I understand how a book can help me in my business, but I don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. It's like the reluctant writers. That's who I, that's who I work with. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good description of of the people. Cause I think, you know, people are hearing more and more about the power of having a book, especially if, you know, you're a business owner or an expert in some area. It's not like it, it, is all of your marketing, but it's a big cornerstone of your marketing. So I know there are a lot of people out there and, and I'm one of them. We talked about this before we started recording where I say, I know I have a book in me. I just haven't gotten it done yet. Mm -hmm. Right. So that there's that reluctant author in me. Yes. (laughs) But you'd be amazed at what having a book could do for your career. It is, it opens doors that you don't even know are there. It's amazing the things that you're invited to and and opportunities to speak and opportunities to be interviewed and to spread your, I mean, your exposure is just huge once you become a published author. Yes. Cause I, I think it's, it's uh, safe to say that it's an assumption that if you have a book, you can also speak. Yes. 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 (laughs) Right. So it does boost up your resume, so to speak, as well. And it makes it easier to speak because you just take, you know, five points that are in your book and that's your talk. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's so perfect. Or if you already have a signature talk that you use, that's your book. It's, it's, you can repurpose what you already have. If you have a workshop, you can make that into a book. It's so exciting to me because people go, oh, you know, it really can be quite easy to put a book together. Not as hard as people make it out to be. I know, I know. 
Well, Suzanne, this is a great segue because I'm curious about one thing that you're working on right now that you're really excited about in your business. Oh, my goodness. One thing I'm working on so many different things. I I love, I'm working on a mortgage book right now with 12 different, or actually maybe more mortgage professionals in California. We're ghostwriting two books for, for business people. Um, we're doing a real estate book. I, I love working with realtors, actually. We're doing a real estate book. I'm just finishing up a book for women entrepreneurs. And I do have, I'm, I'm looking for two more people for my private coaching because I just finished two books with people. So I have two spots. So um, it's it's uh, it's really exciting what's going on with my business. I've got some um, interviews coming up and yeah, I just, I just love it. I love uh the I love being busy. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't want to mm-hmm. just uh, work on one thing. I always have a lot of uh, irons in the fire. So it's You're really a mover exciting. and a shaker. Yeah, it's really exciting. <laughs> I think the best thing for me is having a person have their book arrive at their home or office and have them hold it in their hands. And I literally feel the same thrill that they do when that happens. Because, you know, like I said, people are like, I can't believe I did this. I can't believe this is mine, you know? And it's so, so thrilling for me. That is, I, and I, I can, I totally get that pleasure of feeling that success vicariously yeah, yeah. through somebody I'm else. Sure like I feel that for my clients too. Like when they're yeah. like, yay, I did it. Yeah. I'm like, ah, there's just, cause there's like this energetic umbilical cord yes. between us yes. that you feel. Talk about like that mom style of leadership where you're just so proud and bursting, Absolutely. you know, when they accomplish it. Yeah. yeah. So great. Yeah. All right, Suzanne, now I'm going to do a quick leadership roundup. So tell us, what is one practice that you have that helps to make you a better leader? What makes me a better leader? I would say continually learning. I always, I'm always, always learning. Even though I know, I know way more than my clients about publishing and about book writing. I'm always taking new courses and learning more so that I can share that with my clients. I love that. That value add, continuous. And what is one book that you would recommend to a woman to help her develop her leadership? Well, that's an interesting question. I uh, I don't actually read leadership books. Uh, when I when I want to learn something, I, I read a specific book on that. Like for example, a book on LinkedIn or a book on Twitter, or a book on SEO. Um, but I would have to say, if to develop your business will develop your leadership, and any book by Dan Kennedy is great because if you're not marketing, you know I, I'm I'm so lucky I have a marketing background because it really helps me with the books. Um, but if you're not constantly marketing your business and yourself, you're gonna your business will not do well. So mm. Dan Kennedy books for sure are amazing. All his books are really great. Is there one that stands out for you that either had the most impact for you or is just right there top of mind? The, I, ha- I don't have it right in front of me, but there's one on uh, time management for entrepreneurs, which is really, really good. All right. And what advice would you give your younger self? Um, two words, charge more. <laughs> 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 because for a long time, I wasn't brave enough to charge more. And I was working really, really hard for not enough money. And so know your value and know your worth. And and not only that, but but realize the work that you do, how it helps other people make money, if that's the kind of business that you're in. So if, like when I help someone write a book, that's going to develop their business by, you know, tenfold. So I can charge more for what I do. 
Yeah. What I'm hearing is the bottom line is realize your worth. Yes. Help other people realize your worth and charge more. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right, Suzanne, now share with us a success quote or a mantra and why it has meaning for you. Well, when I first um, started my marketing company, when everything was really good at the very beginning, I, like I said, I worked really, really long hours, but I thought that the success I was seeing was due to luck. And I kept thinking, I'm so lucky. I can't believe this is happening. You know, I'm making more money than I've ever made in my life. I'm so lucky. And then, but I thought, what if it goes away? Like the luck, if it's all based on luck, it might stop. And my mentor at the time said, the harder I work, the luckier I get. And he said, it's all about hard work, Suzanne. The harder you work, the luckier you get. And now I I have brought my business to a point where I don't have to work 12 hours anymore and I don't work weekends um, and I, I'm really able to be present with my kids. And I love that. I love that so much. I have people that work for me now so I can outsource, you know, okay, you do the cover design, you do the layout, you know, and, and that kind of thing. I have an assistant, um, but you have to work hard and I just, it just, I, I see so many uh, things online nowadays about building a business on one hour a day and it's not true. It's really not mm-hmm. true. And so if you're listening to this interview and you're feeling like, wow, you know, I feel like I, everyone else seems to have it so easy and they're all building these million dollar businesses on an hour a day or four hours a week, you know, the four hour work week or whatever. No, they're not. Okay. No. <laughs> We're all working hard. Everyone's working hard and, and you have to. Um, and that's not to say that if you're a mom and you only have an hour a day or two hours a day, you can still build a business. Don't get me wrong. It's just that if you want to, if you want to, you know, you do need to work full time to have a full time business. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it's not easy but it's worth it. So worth it. Love it. And lastly, Suzanne, what is the best way for this community to connect with you? Well, thank you for asking. Um, You can go to my website at prominencepublishing.com and there's information um, about our services there. And there's also uh, a free book you can download, um, which is called Why You Need to Write a Book. Uh, And (laughs) and it also talks about why you need a book and how to write a book. So there's some good tips in there um, on how to write a book. And I'm also on Facebook uh, and I'm the only Suzanne Doyle Ingram. So if you go to Facebook and you look up Suzanne Doyle Ingram Biz, that's my business page. And you can click like, and then we can connect on there as well. I love it. And for those of you listening, I know oftentimes you're out for a run or you're driving in the car. You can find all the links and resources shared in this episode at womentakingthelead.com. And Suzanne, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. We are all better for having met you. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And I've, I've had a great time. Thank you for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. Are you ready to take the lead in your own life? Head over to womentl.com forward slash recognized to reserve your spot in my upcoming webinar on how to be recognized and rewarded for the work that you do. And to strengthen you on your leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine, as children do. 
We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining with me, and here's to your success.